0: the 17th chapter. I feel I got a word from the Lord today. If this body's going to help me, I feel like preaching for a moment in the house of the Lord. Praise God. First Samuel, the 17th chapter. We're going to be reading verse 21 through 32. 1 Samuel, the 17th chapter, uh, verse 21 through 32. Amen. I would like for us, if we can, to Give the Lord a hand clap of praise for all of our visitors in the church today. We welcome you. We're thrilled to have you. Excited to have you in the house of the Lord today. I also want to uh, extend a special uh, thank you to Brother Paul and Sister Melissa, all of those that helped with the marriage refresh yesterday. Amen. There were so many people cooking and cleaning and helping Amen. Then immediately following that, we packed backpacks for our back-to-school program, and then we went down the road to the new building, and we passed out almost every single backpack that we had. People were stopping. We was telling them there's going to be a church in this location. Amen. And we're going to be here, and this community knows we're going to be here. Praise God, and we're going to make a difference. How many believe we're going to make a difference today? Praise God. Amen. And finally, a special thank you to all of those, amen, who helped clean the church yesterday afternoon and Brother Mike Schultz for his weekly vacuuming of the church. Amen. Those who cut the grass and help us with the trash. There's so many things that happen in this church, and I'm so thankful for all of you who have your hand In those things. I'm thankful that the fingerprints of this church are upon the people of Andorra and Spain. You don't realize it today, but when you take a dollar or five dollars or a hundred dollars, whatever the Lord puts on your heart, and you put it in that little blue bag, the Lord is placing the fingerprints of this church upon the lives of of those people, that they can have revival like what we're experiencing here today. How many thankful for revival today? Amen. I'm thankful for revival today. The book of 1 Samuel, the 17th chapter. Amen. If you'll help me preach today, we're going to begin reading in the 21st verse. <laughs> the 21st verse, of the book of 1 Samuel. The word of the Lord says... For Israel and the Philistines had put the battle in array, army against army. And David left his carriage in the hand of the keeper of the carriage, and he ran into the army. And he came and he saluted his brethren. And as he talked with them, behold, there came up the champion. Well, what he thought he was the champion anyway. The Philistine of Gath, Goliath, by name. Out of the armies of the Philistines, he spake according to the same words. And This time, David heard him. This time, David heard him. Can, you, can I tell you today, Goliath made a mistake when he cursed the armies of God, but he made a really big mistake when he did it in the face of David. <laughs> Praise the Lord. This time David heard this Philistine of Gath. The men of Israel said, Have ye seen this man that is now come up? Surely to defy Israel is he come up. And it shall be that the man who killeth him. The king will enrich him with great riches and will give him his daughter and make his father's house free in Israel. David spake that day to the men that stood by him, saying, What shall be done to the man that killeth this Philistine? Take it away the reproach from Israel. For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? The people answered David after this manner, saying, So shall it be done to the man that kills this Philistine. And then Eliab, David's eldest brother, heard when he spake unto the men. Right here in this verse. I want to hang my hat today. Eliab, David's eldest brother, heard David when he spake unto the men. And Eliab's anger was kindled against David. And he said, Why comest thou down hither? And with whom, David, hast thou left those few sheep that you had to take care of in the wilderness. I know your pride. I know the naughtiness of your heart, David, for thou art just come down that you might see the battle. And David responds to Eliab, his eldest brother, very quickly and very shortly, and he says, what have I done? Now what have I now done? And is there not a cause? Then he turns from Eliab toward another. And he spake after the same manner. And the people answered him again after the former manner. When the words were heard which David spake, they repeated them, they rehearsed them or repeated them before Saul. And Saul sent for David. And David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of this Philistine, thy servant, thy servant, thy servant David. He's going to go and he's going to fight and he's going to kill this uncircumcised Philistine. (laughs) I feel the Holy Ghost today. Praise the Lord. In an attempt to honor God. In an attempt, fight for the kingdom of Israel, for the kingdom of God, David found opposition from a very unlikely source, his oldest brother. In an attempt to honor God, his own brother assaulted and insulted his character. I want to preach to this body on this beautiful Sunday afternoon on this topic. Eliab is not my enemy. Eliab is not my enemy. I want you to lay your Bibles down in your seat for a second. I want you to lift a great big praise unto the Lord for a moment today. Come on, the Bible tells us that praise is comely for the upright. Is there anybody upright in this house today? Then lift up a praise unto the Lord. Come on, praise Him according to His righteousness. Praise Him because He's been good to you. Praise Him because according to His mercy today. Oh, let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord today. Hallelujah. Lord, we love you today. We give you praise. Bless your word. Bless these ears that hear today in your house in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God bless you. You may be seated if you'll help me preach for a moment. If not, stand right back up. But uh, if you'll help me preach, you may be seated for a moment. But Don't go to sleep on me because the Lord's going to take us somewhere today. Praise God. The Lord's going to take us somewhere today. Amen. Any time that God is attempting to do something amazing, something supernatural in the lives of his people, the enemy will always provide a substitute. He will always provide a substitute that's not the real enemy at all, but merely a substitute to distract us from fighting what God has already given us the victory over. Huh? Have you you ever noticed that um, the greatest, seems like one of the most common times for a man and a woman who are married to have an argument is on Sunday morning before church time. How many know any time God plans on doing something amazing in your life and he's going to give you victory over a giant, the devil's going to come and he's going to put a substitute in your way to try to distract you from fighting the very thing that God has already given you victory over. Praise the Lord today. Amen. In our text today, in the case of David... The substitute was his eldest brother, Eliab. Eliab was bigger than David was. Eliab was stronger than David was. Uh, Eliab was a warrior in the kingdom of Israel. He was a warrior out fighting for uh, the, the kingdom. Amen. He was somebody that no doubt David growing up looked up to. No doubt uh, David saw him as I see my big brother, amen, uh, one of my heroes in my life. Both of my big brothers have been there for me in the worst times of my life. And I have no doubt today that David saw his brother Eliab as one of the heroes of his life. He's out in the army fighting for the kingdom, He's, he's done all of these things. He's bigger than him. He's stronger than him. He's his father's firstborn son. Amen. And But David encounters opposition from a very unlikely source, his oldest brother, Eliab. Amen. In fact, uh, I, I'm certain that Eliab was someone that David admired and looked up to, as most of us do our older Siblings. In fact, the Bible says that when Saul uh, first came down to, uh, to find a new king, when when uh, or when Samuel, I'm sorry, come down to first find a new king, the Lord had told him. He said, "Stop mourning for Saul and get you uh, uh, get you down there to to Bethlehem and find, or get down to Jerusalem and find me another king." And the Bible says that when Samuel called together the sons of Jesse, the first one they brought out was the eldest son, which was Eliab. And uh, the Bible tells us that when Samuel uh, saw Eliab, his exact words were, Surely the Lord's anointed is before me. Even Samuel thought, that Eliab was going to be the next king. But God had a different plan. Amen. God had a different plan. But the Lord told Samuel that day, he said, Don't look on the height of Eliab, but you look on his heart. Don't look on his height, but look on his heart. He said, I got a king that's going to replace Saul, but Eliab ain't him. I got a king, but this guy don't have the heart to be the king. Can I tell you today that Solomon's temple was not like David's heart? Eliab's stature or Eliab's height was not like David's heart. Goliath's ability to fight was not like David's heart. Come on, somebody. Can I tell you if you're going to have, you're going to serve God, if you're going to make it in the kingdom of God, if you're going to have victory over every giant that comes in your way, you're going to have to be a man or a woman after God's own heart today. Praise the Lord. Amen. He said, I got a king down there, but this ain't him. This ain't him. David was a man after God's own heart. David's own brother begins to attack his character. Eliab tells David in verse 28, he says, why have you come down here? And with whom have you left those few sheep that you were supposed to be tending to, boy? What are you doing down here? This battle is for men, and you are but a boy. I know your heart, David. You got pride in your heart. You think because you go to the king's palace, and you play your harp, and it settles down that evil spirit in him, you think you're somebody. And now you've come down here just to see the battle. Now you've come down here, you got pride in your heart, you think you're somebody, that's why you're down here. Where's those sheep that you're supposed to be tending to, David? Amen. And he begins to attack the character of David. I know what you're doing, David. You're just a busybody, David. You just want to see the battle, David. Now what's going on here? is the enemy is using Eliab to try to distract him from Goliath come on the enemy is using Eliab to distract David and try to take away David's attention off Goliath and put it on his brother Now, listen, you see, if David buys into this, if he buys into the tactics of the enemy and David gets in an argument with his brother, he's never going to end up in the valley of Elah facing off with Goliath. Can I tell you today that the Lord has given you victory over some big stuff in your life, but you're never going to get to that big stuff as long as you're getting caught up by the distractions that the devil is putting in your way today. Eliab is not my enemy. Goliath is my enemy. I'm not going to get distracted by the substitute that the devil is trying to put in my life. No, sir. No, man. My eyes are fastened on that giant. I came down here for one reason and that's to kill that giant. Praise the Lord. Come on. This is what's going on. The enemy's using Eliab as a distraction to take the, David's attention off of Goliath. And to put it on his brother. And if David gets in an argument with Eliab, he's never going to make it to his real enemy, which is Goliath. Is it all right if I preach for a moment? Come on, is, is it all right if I just settle in and preach for a moment? Is it all right if I tell you what the Lord's wanted to say to you today? Amen. The enemy knows that David is anointed. The enemy knows that as big as Goliath is, he's no match for God's anointed. Come on. The church, which is God's anointed today, has to stop looking at the things from an earthly point of view. Come on. It's not how big that mountain is. It's not how great that mountain is. It's whether or not I'm anointed enough to speak to that mountain and say, be thou removed. Come on. It's not how big your enemy is today. It's whether you're called of God to defeat that enemy today. And it's whether you get caught up in all the small distractions that the enemy wants to put in your way to keep you from getting to your victory. Praise the Lord. It's not how big that mountain is. It's whether or not you have the anointing on your life to tell it to be removed. So, what if Goliath was seven foot ten? So what if his coat alone weighed 125 pounds? So what if the staff of his spear, the Bible likens it unto the the uh, the beam of a weaver's beam? I mean, that was a beam up over a threshold, up over a doorway that just held all kinds of stuff. The Bible says his staff alone was like a weaver's beam. So what? It doesn't matter how big he was. He was no match for a small, smooth stone in the slingshot of God's anointed today. And I've come to tell this body today, you got something big in your life that God wants to give you victory over, but you can't get distracted by irrelevant things that the devil has put in your life as a substitute today. Eliab is not your enemy. Goliath is your enemy today. Oh, let's give a hand clap of praise unto the Lord today. Your real enemy is Goliath. Your real enemy is Goliath today. If David stands there and he gets caught up in this argument with his eldest brother, he's never going to get to his real enemy, which is Goliath. Let me tell you something. So many times we get our feelings hurt. We can't handle, we can't handle the, the positions and the roles that God puts us in and the places that God puts us in. You see, Eliab insulted David's character. And I'm sure that didn't feel good to David. I'm sure he didn't like the fact that his oldest brother was coming against him when he knew in his heart what God was sending him down there to do. I'm sure he didn't like it that his eldest brother was coming against him. But let me tell you something. Eliab insulted David's character, but Goliath insulted David's God. And let me tell you something. Your real enemy is not the one who's insulting your character. Your real enemy is the one who wants to stop you from achieving God's purpose in your life today. Hallelujah. Come on. Yeah, you're going to get your feelings hurt. Yeah, you're going to get told stuff you don't want to hear. Yeah, your pastor's going to get on you sometime. But you need to realize your church, your wife, your friends, your children, your boss, they ain't your enemy. The devil is your enemy. Eliab is not my enemy. Goliath is and my eyes are fixed upon that giant. I'm not going to let any little things detour me from the victory that God has already given me. My God, I feel like preaching if that's all right for a minute. I'm not going to let I'm not going to let the devil put some fake substitute in my way to try to distract me from the victory that God has already given me. Ooh, my Lord have mercy. My Lord have mercy. My enemy ain't the one who questions my intentions. My enemy ain't the one who attacks my character. My enemy is the one who wants to stop my purpose. And my purpose is to get my victory that God has already given me. Amen. I'm not going to settle for anything less than to see that giant on the ground with his sword in my hand cutting his head off. Come on. We get distracted by such small little things that the enemy puts in our way. If this is helping you today, can you give the Lord some praise? Come on. Come on, if the Lord is speaking to you today, give him some praise today. If you feel like there's some irrelevant things that's been still in your attention, give the Lord some praise today. If you feel like something big is on the way, give the Lord some praise today. If you feel like the devil's just trying to distract you, get up on your feet and give the Lord some praise today. Hallelujah. Come on. The one who defies the army of the living God. That's my enemy. The one who wants to stop my purpose. That's my enemy today. Oh, my Lord. Sometimes we're fighting. Sometimes we're fighting against what we should be fighting for. Come on. Sometimes we're allowing the devil to put people, places, or things in our way, and we end up fighting against what we should be fighting for. Eliab and David was family. You shouldn't be fighting with your family. David didn't have no business fighting Eliab. David had business fighting Goliath. Goliath. Your wife is not your enemy, man. Come on, I'm speaking into some wives' lives today. Your husband, he ain't your enemy. You're fighting against what you should be fighting for. Your pastor, your church, your family, your leadership, they ain't your enemy. No, sir, no, ma'am, that's not what you ought to be fighting against. That's what you ought to be fighting for. That's what you ought to be fighting for. You're getting distracted. You're, you're accepting a substitute today. You're allowing the devil to put things in your life that's keeping you from your true purpose. And that's to get down in the valley of Elah and to kill that uncircumcised Philistine. Huh. Oh. <laughs> Y'all are crazy. Y'all are, are you are crazy. Come on. We fight against what we should be fighting for. You're supposed to fight for your children, not against your children. You're supposed to fight for your spouse, not against your spouse. You're supposed to fight for your pastor, not against your pastor You're supposed to fight for your church, not against your church. You're supposed to fight for the truth, not against the truth. You're supposed to fight for separation, not against separation. You're supposed to fight for global missions and your church body and your brother and sister in Christ, not against them. Come on. Come on, somebody, give him some praise today. Come on, somebody, lift him up today. Eliab is not my enemy. I got an enemy, but his name is Goliath today. And I'm not going to accept no substitute. I'm not going to accept no substitute. I'm not going to be distracted by what God sent me down here to the valley of Elah to do. You see, David, he ain't playing. David, he ain't playing. I I want you to look at what David does here. He ain't playing. David is a beast. David is about to handle his business. All right? He is not messing around. His oldest brother insults his character, questions his motive, tells him you're a prideful young punk with with pride in your heart. You're a busybody. You just come down here to see the valley. But I want you to watch what David does. He turns to his brother, and he gives him one quick shot, and he says, what have I done to you now? Is there not a cause for me to be down here? And he watch what he does. He turns from Eliab to another. Can I tell you you can only face what you fight, or you can only fight what you face? David, when David, when it came to David's mind, the enemy's trying to use my brother to keep me from getting to Goliath. He gives him one quick shot to let him know he ain't playing around, and he turns around, and he faces another. And I'm going to tell you something. I believe in all my spirit today that when David turned from his brother, Eliab, he turned to another. He positioned himself to face Goliath. Because you can't fight what you're not willing to face. And when he turned from Eliab and he looked... And he faced the valley of Elah, and he started speaking to those other men. Immediately, those men, the Bible says rehearsed. What it, what it, it genuinely means is it repeated. They repeated what David said. They carried it to Saul real quick, and David immediately sent for Saul. He turned from the substitute to the real victory. And he said, I'm not going to get distracted by this right now. I got a plan. God's done sent me to accomplish something, and I'm not going to let it be stolen away from me. I'm not going to get caught up in fighting something that I shouldn't be fighting, that I should be fighting for. I'm going to face my real enemy. I'm going to go down here, and I'm going to kill this uncircumcised Philistine. Lord, I I wish I could speak into somebody's heart today. You're fighting against what you should be fighting for. You husband and wives, you need to knock it off. God help me today. I'm your pastor. I can say it. You need to knock it off. You ain't fighting against her. You're fighting for her. You mothers, you fathers, you're being so critical of your children. Listen to me. Stop fighting against those kids. You need to fight for those kids today. Hallelujah. We're fighting against what we should be fighting for. But here's your meme. You can't fight what you're not willing to face. Huh? That's why when you go to AA, the first thing they make you do is sit down and you need to say, Brother Chris said it jokingly yesterday in our circle of men. He said, my name's Chris and I'm an alcoholic. He was just joking around, being goofy. But that's what they do. Do they not, Brother Paul? They bring you in and they make you say, my name is John and I have an alcohol problem. You know why they do that? Because you cannot fight what you're not willing to face. Come on. Come on. If David would have got caught up in Eliab, he would have never got to Goliath. you will never get to your real enemy, church, if you're being distracted by a substitute. You're never going to get to your real enemy if you keep blaming the people who are exposing the real enemy. The real enemy wants to destroy your soul. The real enemy wants to destroy your family. Don't fight against the people you should be fighting for, fight against the one that God has already given you victory over. You're never going to get to that real enemy as long as you're distracted by a substitute. Eliab was not Goliath. Eliab was not the enemy. Eliab is the one David was supposed to be fighting for, not against. If David doesn't listen to the authority in his life, which is his father, Jesse, he would have never been in the position to hear the words of Goliath and the fight would have never been stirred up in his heart to go kill that giant. Can I tell you it's vital that you listen to your covering? Come on. Can I preach for a moment? Can I, can I tell you it's vital that you listen to the spiritual leadership in your life? Because if you don't, you're just getting distracted by irrelevant things. When God is revealing through your covering what your real enemy is and what your real challenge is and God is telling you you've already got victory over that that enemy. David would have never got to Goliath if he would have never listened to the spiritual authority in his life. He told him to go down and take some food to your brothers. He would have missed what God had for him you got to listen to spiritual authority in your life today. You're going to miss what God has for you. And then, if David would have been distracted by Eliab, he still could have missed what God had for him. I came to tell Breaking Bread today, don't be distracted by a substitute. I came to tell Breaking Bread today, reposition yourself for the battle. I come to tell breaking bread today, face the one you want to fight. Face the one that's looking to destroy you today because you can't fight what you won't face, and it ain't over yet. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost speaking to somebody today. It ain't over yet. I know some of you done gave up, some of you done threw in the towel, but the Lord said it ain't over yet. You're fighting the wrong vi- you're fighting the wrong enemy. Goliath is not your enemy. You need to turn and you need to position yourself towards Goliath today. Come on, the Lord's about to redeem the year that the locust has eaten. Ah, The Lord's about to return what the Amalekites stole from you. But you're getting caught up in faith and fighting the wrong things. you got to fight the real enemy today. Come on, the Lord's about to send you a Boaz. The Lord's about to shut the lion's mouth. The Lord's about to cause that fire in the furnace not to hurt you. Come on. The Lord's about to do something big in your life. The devil is a liar. Your greatest days are yet ahead. Don't listen to him. He's lying to you. The Lord has already given you victory over your greatest enemy today. But you got to be willing to stand and fight today. The devil is a liar. Your greatest days are ahead. Canaan is on its way. The waters are going to part. God's going to give you a land of milk and honey today. Everything you've been through is going to serve a greater purpose. All things, all things, (laughs) all things work toward the good of those that love the Lord and put their trust in him. Everything you've been through is going to have a greater purpose. God has brought you to the valley of Elah to face your giant. He's the God of a turnaround. Come on, he's the God of a turnaround. He's a God of new beginnings. He's a God of second chances today. He's a God that wants to open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you can't contain. I can only imagine what those men in that army were thinking when they were cowering, running away from that giant. And here comes this lad who's anointed of God and picks up a smooth stone and walks down into the valley of Eli and just lets him have it. And the anointing of God direct that stone and pierces the skull. Of that great giant, and he stands upon his carcass and cuts his head off. You can imagine all those grown men that were running, saying, My Lord, what did I just see? Let me tell you something God's got a miracle, God's got a blessing for you that is so amazing. People won't be able to believe it when they see it. Come on, but you got to face the real enemy. You got to turn. Come on. Liab is not our enemy, we won't Goliath today. We won't Goliath. The bigger they are, the harder they fall. The weapons we use are not bombs and guns. Come on, worship, worship, worship. Worship is the way our battle is won. That's why people are running around this place. That's why people are jumping up and down. That's why people are lifting their hands in praise and adoration to the king because they understand this is how we fight our battle. This is how we fight our battle. This is how our enemy's going to come down. Eliab is not our enemy. Goliath is our enemy. God has already given you the victory. All you got to do is claim it. All you got to do is listen, obey, and don't be distracted. Though you do those three things, you're going to enjoy the greatest victories you could ever imagine in your life. Listen. David listened to his father Jesse. Huh? He obeyed. He went down and did what Jesse told him to do, and then he claimed his victory. God has already given you your victory. The battle's already won. The battle's already won today, church. Come on. Let's give the Lord some praise today. Come on. All you got to do is trust in the name of the Lord today. All you got to do is trust in the name of the Lord today. When David showed up in that valley of Elah, he positioned himself to face that giant. And then he spoke with a boldness that only God can give. He said, You come against me with a sword and shield. But I come against you in the name of the Lord. I come against you in the name of the Lord. Ah, You're crazy today. Y'all acting like God's been good to you or something. Y'all acting like the Lord done brought Tori out of the hospital this week or something. Y'all acting like the Lord done gave you a new building or something. Y'all acting like somebody about to get baptized or something. Y'all acting like revival's in this church or something. Y'all acting like your family gonna sit in those chairs you bought or something. Y'all acting like your children gonna get saved or something. Y'all acting like God's gonna give you victory over Goliath or something today. Hallelujah. Come on. The enemy is defeated. The enemy is defeated. The giant is defeated. Don't get caught up in fighting a liar. Your real enemy is Goliath today. (laughs) Y'all acting like depression is already defeated or something. Y'all acting like your praise can push back darkness or something. Y'all acting like revival's on the way. Y'all acting like Canaan is coming or something. Let me tell you something. Canaan is coming. Milk and honey's coming. Blessings are coming. The windows of heaven are coming. Let me tell you something. God is going to give you the greatest victory of your life if you don't get caught up in fighting the lion today. My God. The Lord is going to give you the greatest battle you've ever experienced. But you got to be positioned to fight, and you got to be positioned to fight the right enemy. You got to be positioned to fight Goliath. You got to face Elah. You got to quit getting caught up in the distractions. Lives not your enemy. We want Goliath today. Our weapons ain't bombs and guns. Our weapons is worship and praise, adoration. We're We're born for adversity. We're born to fight. We're born not to fight against one another. We're born to fight against our enemy. We're born not to fight against our mothers and our fathers and our brothers and our sisters and our children. We're born to fight against the real enemy. The Lord wants to give us victory over our real enemy today. Hallelujah. Stand with me. As the musicians come real quickly, there's a breakthrough. In this place today, there's a breakthrough. In this place today, you don't got to receive it, but if you want it, it's here. You don't. You don't got to accept your victory today. David could have got caught up with the lieb. David could have refused to do what Jesse told him to do, and David could have even got caught up in Saul's disdain of him or Goliath's disdain of him, but he didn't do that. David was a beast. David had his eyes fastened. David, David was looking on Goliath. David said, no, you ain't going to distract me. I know what I came here to do. Let me tell you something. What you came here to do, you came here to worship God. You came here to get your praise on. You came here to get your victory today. You came here to get your joy. You come, back, you come here to take back what the enemy's taken from you today. That's what you came here to do today. Not only did David have to brush off his brother He also had to brush off Saul. I heard a preacher talking about this this week. I wish it was original, but it ain't. It's too good not to share. Not only did he have to brush off his brother, he had to brush off Saul. When he turned from his brother and he began to talk to another. The people that were listening carried exactly what David said to Saul. David sends for Saul. Or Saul sends for David. Sorry, I'm a little dyslexic today. Saul sends for David. David comes to the king. And David said, You know what David says to Saul? Once again, the boldness that only God can give him, comes out. And he says, King Saul, I don't want the heart of any man in this kingdom to faint. Don't worry about it. Don't fret over it. I'm going to go out there, and I'm going to kill that giant. (laughs) You ever wonder when you tell somebody what God's about to do, and they're like, that's, that's hard to believe That's the way David was That's the way David was He said don't, don't let nobody's heart faint Don't let nobody stop worrying I'm going to go out here And I'm about to kill This uncircumcised Philistine Y'all are crazy You know what Saul says This is what I heard this preacher say This week he said Saul busts out only on David. He says, but you're only a boy. You know that spirit of only, that spirit of of, of lack and insufficiency that the devil always tries to use on us? You're only a carpet installer. You're only this and you're only that. You're not good enough. But you know what David did? He brushed off that old mess again, once again. David's like, no, no, Saul. No, Saul. Listen, my brother Eliab, he already tried it when I was out there in the field. I didn't let him do it then. I'm not, I, You're my king. I respect you. You ain't going to do it. I'm more than enough to take down this uncircumcised Philistine. David said, don't worry, Saul. Don't fret. Don't let nobody in the kingdom tell all these grown men don't pass out because this little boy is anointed of God. And I'm about to go out here, and I'm about to give this Philistine his what for. David don't only have to obey his father and go down to the battle to take You see, it started as a servant. David wouldn't have been willing to serve those that were laboring and fighting. He would have never felt that righteous indignation rise up in him say, I'm going to kill that dude. No. He would have never heard what Goliath said. started with obedience. He had to listen to what Jesse told him to do. He had to become a servant. He had to become lowly. He had to be willing to carry to those that were fighting the battle he goes down there and he has to brush off not just what his oldest brother said to him but then he has to listen to Saul tell him he ain't good enough he's not old enough he's not strong enough but David's a beast David pushes his way through all of it David's like that young man from Seymour a couple weeks ago at the mall. While everybody's running from the shooter, he's trying to get to the shooter. He's trying. He knows what he's called to do. He knows what he has to do. He knows where the threat is. He knows where the real enemy is. And he's got to take down this exponential threat that's trying to kill everything and everybody. And he's got to take him down. You know, you know, you know that, that young boy that Simon Malls should be given a reward to instead of their criticism. Sorry, I had to go there. I couldn't help it. The boy's a hero. The boy's a David. The boy's a David. The boy saw the enemy. The boy took out the threat. And I come to tell this body today, don't get distracted by the irrelevant. God has given you the victory over your real enemy. But it's not a It's Goliath today. Oh, give the Lord a hand clap of praise today. My Lord, I feel the... There's a breakthrough in here. Come on, I know you've into been to this altar, but there's a breakthrough in here. There's a victory in here. Come on, God wants to do something for somebody in here. This was a beast. Last week I watched this. Last week I watched this. I'm going to give you a good example. Y'all see this beautiful young girl right here? I can say that because she's, my, she's like my niece. She's my cousin's daughter but she's more like a niece more like a daughter last week her mother came in this church (laughs) y'all are crazy last week her mother came in this church I watched her stand right there where her daughter is she was going through some stuff she was facing some stuff she was going through some problems I watched her out of her seat I watched her walk up to this altar she stood right here she stood right here and let me tell you what she did she was brushing off the distractions she was brushing off everything that's going on in her life She is brushing off the people that's trying to discourage her, brushing off the people that's trying to keep her from her victory. She walked up to the front of this church, she lifted up her hands in the air, and she went to battle against her real enemy. Now, listen, now listen, she didn't know, she didn't know that this upcoming week the enemy was going to attack her little girl. She didn't know she was going to end up in the hospital passing out, and the doctor was going to come in and say, I got bad news. The top part of her heart ain't working. But what she did know was last week she brushed off the distraction. She brushed off those enemies She brushed off those distractions She kept her eyes on the real enemy And the real enemy was this week The devil was going to attack her family But God gave her the victory And today that girl stands In this church Because she faced the real enemy You got to face the real enemy today Don't get caught up in all those distractions Turn to your neighbor and say, Eliab is not my enemy. Husbands, turn to your wife. Brother Paul says, listen, I don't want you guys fighting for another year. David, you and Lissy, I don't want to hear about it for a long time to come. This ain't your enemy. This is your wife. You're fighting for her. You're not fighting against her. Jason, I don't want to hear about you coming against Tori. You're fighting for her, not against her. Come on, Doug, that's your wife. God gave her to you. She's your blessing. You're fighting for her, not against her. This is your church. You're fighting for it, not against it.